you want me to start? No, this is my show. <laughs> Welcome to the Sister Time Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It is me, Abby Howard, and, and my sister, Maddie, Maddie Howard. Howard. You should start with me. I should be the headliner. If you didn't listen last time, Maddie Howard is my sister who doesn't even own a cat and types words for a living. My pulled pork was better than hers. I do, too, have a cat. It um, is not your cat, so it doesn't count. <laughs> my sister is Abby Howard, and she was bred and born in a cave, and she didn't see the light of day until just this past month. Speaking of which, Boston sucks right now. I don't <laughs> know whether everyone is aware. Seattle is beautiful and wonderful. Uh, the weather what's, is never bad here. What's the temperature it's there right now? It's a beautiful place. 50? You don't even know. You know what it yeah, is Yeah, because it doesn't right matter. It's it doesn't five matter. degrees outside right now. <laughs> Sucker! That's what you get for living there. Should have moved in with me a long time ago. What about your week, Abby? How has your week been? Oh, it was good. The boyf is here. I make him lots of food. Also, one of us got the other one sick, and now it won't stop. <laughs> so I apologize in advance for my sick sounds from Yeah, sick you should Abby. be sorry. You sound terrible. Anyway, on this episode of the Sister Time Podcast, we will be discussing The Odyssey. It's, like, totally unrelated to the classic Odyssey. Really, it bears no resemblance at all, except that the main character is on a journey. This show comes to us courtesy of my coworker Dan. Shout out to Dan for turning us on to such an amazing opportunity. The background of it is that it's a Canadian show that started in 1992 and went for three seasons until it was cancelled suddenly in 1994 with a cliffhanger at the end, so no one knows how it was supposed to end. Alright, Abby. Give us the rundown. The story focuses on Jay, who hits his head on a rock, falls into a coma, and is thrust into a Mad Max slash Lord of the Flies dictatorship of children only, run by Brad, the oldest child, I guess, who knows everything. Meanwhile, his mother struggles to awaken her comatose son, turning to strange, horrible alternative medicine, which in the story is seen as a good thing, but as we'll discuss later, is not actually a good thing. <laughs> Jay is joined by two companions in the dream world, which look very much similar to two of his friends from the real world. In this wow. dream world, they are called Alpha and Flash. Alpha is such a great female character. I have to feel somewhere deep down inside that something about Canadian niceness is, like, making this show better. In a lot of kids' shows, you get female characters who are either trying or have to try way harder to be cool, or uh, they're like a prissy type where it's just like, oh, I don't like to get wet, and then eventually like is okay with getting wet or whatever. But Alpha is just like, whatever, who cares? And all the other kids are just like, whatever, who cares? I don't want to blame everything in this show on it being a Canadian show, but I have a feeling like that might be because it's a Canadian show. I feel like Thanks, in Canada. every American show, no matter what age the kids are supposed to be, there's always a romantic interest, even though it makes no sense for there to be one when you're like 11 right they don't care about that they just want friends and that's basically what this is they're just friends um she gets to be involved in everything she's right there next to him she's brave she's cool she's smart and her real world counterpart donna is also pretty cool like she comes and reads to jay she like really and cares she's about... uh she's got a disability as well 
Oh yeah, she also she it's unclear what she has, but she uses a cane. And there's never any like talking about it. It's just kind of like she's just a person who has a disability and they don't say like, "Oh, like Donna, you can't do this thing because your leg doesn't work." She's just treated like a kid, and it's really great. And people also never bring up that she's a girl. They don't care, which is much more refreshing than just like, "Oh, you can't do this because you're a girl." And then having her like show up these people by doing something that a girl can't do. What do you also, think, she is dead now. Oh, right. Uh, rest in peace. The actress who played Donna and Alpha died when she was like 20-something, but she'll live on in my heart forever. Okay. Uh, but- one of my favorite characters was Fractal, who was not one of the main characters, really, but he was a scientist boy who shows up later in this dimension. I love the names in this series. It really seems like a name that a kid would pick for themselves. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fractal, I'm sure I don't just like him because he's cute and has a bow tie, and if he were ten years older, I might want to smooch him a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure it is also because he's a cool scientist who is truly a free agent. He is not really on any side. Uh, he is not for the dictatorship, which wants to, of course, get rid of Jay because there's some sort of prophecy that he's going to overthrow the dictator. And he is not really on Jay's side, where Jay is like, ah, I kind of want to get home and stuff. But he does want to use Jay because Fractal... Uh, has some strange theories about how their world is structured. So Fractal's main focus is figuring out if there are other worlds or not, and he thinks that Jay is a dimensional traveler, which he is, unless the world isn't real, in which case then all of these people are just figments of his imagination and uh, will be destroyed if he wakes up. So, And that seems to kind of be corroborated by stuff that happens when he gets a chance to go through back to his normal world and, like, wake up from the coma. For instance, one time it starts to cause a giant earthquake that, like, almost kills a bunch of people. So if he were to just pass through, he would just destroy the world and, like, kill a bunch of people. One of the more interesting themes that the Odyssey deals with, because there's a lot of stuff to unpack on the show. Like, watching it the whole time, I was like, stuff is flying by that I'm just like, that's actually really interesting, and that's a pretty intense idea. And one of them is, like, whether or not the things that are happening to Jay while he's in his coma, sort of the dreams that he's having, actually do exist somewhere, and even whether or not that matters at all, whether it's enough that he's experiencing these things. So they are real human beings, because they're in his head. It's really never, I mean, we only watched the first season, but I'm sure it doesn't get answered later since it all ended in a cliffhanger. But uh, for one thing, the fact that his father is there, but as a 15-year-old, would kind of lend credence to, oh yeah, like, he's dreaming, he's dreaming up his dad, but later on he meets his dad, and we also, well, later on we learn that his dad disappeared in the real world, like, he did not actually die, they didn't find his body, but he was just kind of gone. And in this, uh, dimension, the dream dimension, he meets Brad, and Brad is like, yeah, sometimes I would go to another dimension, uh, I don't remember a whole lot. One of the things that they deal with in the show that I think is really important is they talk about, like, well, they don't really talk about anything. I guess that's part of the reason why it's such a hard, like, things were just flying by me while I was watching the show and I was having trouble grasping any of it because they don't really waste a lot of time in explaining what's happening. You know, Jay has a goal and he'll do whatever he needs to do to get to that goal. And so they don't spend a lot of time talking about things like the consequences of everyone's actions on this show and like blame and fault and guilt. Because the deal is that Jay fell out of the tree and hit his head in the first place because somebody else was like bullying him, which is Keith, who then feels who incredibly guilty for it. In this who other is Flash world. in the other world. Um, I love Keith's story. 
Keith yeah. is the best. And Keith is like the real hero, I think. Or not really, but in that he changes over the course of yeah. the series. Like he starts like he out becomes such a good person. Yeah, he starts out as this bully who like basically he doesn't push him out of the treehouse, but he's like kinda responsible. He by the end of the first season is like, you know, coming by, visiting Jay when he's like in a coma. He like fixes. took in Jay's dog when his mom couldn't take care of her anymore. Yeah, so. he like clearly feels really bad. He like wrote him a card and everything, and so I feel like Keith might actually be kind of fucked up later on in life because he's feeling a lot of guilty feelings. Well, it seems that he also has an absentee mother and no father, so Yeah, he like has no parents in his life at all at least he has a dog now and a friend in a coma yay yay (laughs) um but yeah and then of course uh donna also feels responsible because she told him to go like sneak up into the treehouse which is and of course she talks to jay's mom about this and jay's mom is like obviously no one is at fault for this it was just an accident and donna seems to kind of take that but i have a feeling like as a kid you don't have that feeling of just like oh i guess it's nobody's fault somebody is to blame for shit Like, when you're a kid, there's always someone who is at fault, right? So I want to talk about the alternative medicine. (laughs) Okay, cool. Because this is something I feel strongly about. So, um, at the hospital, they were giving him, like, they were giving him the best treatment that they could, but the mom was convinced that they were, like, keeping him from waking up and all this stuff, because uh, he didn't wake up immediately or something. So, uh, then she gets a second opinion from another doctor who is just like, yeah, they're doing the best they can. So then she's like, no, all these people are lying. I'm gonna go to this weird clinic that's gonna charge me so much that I have to sell my house in order to awaken my son. And this clinic, uh, they just kind of, like, bombard him with senses, and they, like, talk to him all the time, and Meanwhile, he's just, like, asleep on the ground because he's comatose. But they're just like, yeah, just, like, I don't know, prick him with a pin, say sharp, and, like, give him ice cubes and shit. (laughs) It's just, it is bogus medicine. I'm just, I'm mad because they're taking all of her money. But, I mean, it does seem to almost work, maybe, in the, like, we don't see a whole lot happening because of the therapy in the dream world. But every now and then, they'll do something, and Jay will almost be able to come back. But then, of course, in the dream world, huge repercussions would happen if he did. So he has to keep going on his quest to go find Brad. But I feel like uh, the mom kind of wants this alternative medicine because she feels like she wants to do more to awaken her son. Like, just sitting in a hospital waiting for him to wake up is not enough for her. So in order to just kind of ease her own mind, she wants to really be involved. So she wants to go do this weird immersive therapy to just feel like she is helping her son when she really can't. She just doesn't want to feel helpless. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that, right? Like, can't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think you can do more to help somebody, you're going to do more to help somebody. Especially if it's like your son. Yeah. And of course, she's already lost her husband. Like, this lady is desperate. And that's why it sucks that this alternative medicine person is taking all of her money. (laughs) (laughs) It's true that, like, she's lost her husband, like, her son's in a coma. This show is dealing with a lot of super heavy stuff, but it's doing it in kind of a weird, like, tone where... A very sort of busy tone. Like, there's so much going on, and they it's really just stuff you have to think about on your own. So, straight up, me and Abby have had a hard time talking about this show, and I think it's because there's nothing bad about it. <laughs> like, there's nothing about it that's, like, funny, really. Like, the the costumes are great, the sets are great, the acting is really good. I don't know where they found all of these child actors who are not bad, but they're all really good. And yeah, like, it was an enjoyable show. Like, the first five minutes of the show, I was like, oh my god, 
what have I got myself into? Why are we doing a podcast about bad TV? But then instantly, as soon as he fell into the dream world, I was like, okay, I'm into this. I, uh, from the theme song, I thought it was going to be a fantasy world, but instead it's like bizarre Mad Max kids. Yeah. And they all have like weird leather and all the clubs have different outfits. Is there any part of the show, Abby, that you think is bad? Uh, well, they used Romani slur. That's all. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, they did say, they said the word gypsy, but yeah. not in reference to actual gypsies. It was in reference to white people. Yeah. Who address, it was kind of, that's bad also. Yeah. That episode wasn't good. But that's it. Uh, there was just like an episode here or there where it was kind of boring, but you'll have that with any show. I almost want to watch season two. Though the end of season one, I was very confused. Yeah. And they kind of just set out on another quest, which is expected of a kid show. It's just like, well, we had this quest, but now we have another quest. Let's go do that one. And it's unclear what the goal of this quest will be. I, I really don't understand. Like, all the goal of this quest in the first season was, Jay must go find his 15-year-old dad. And he did. To figure out what is going on. And, he and I think over it. the course of the series, he actually was forgetting who he was. I saw that too. I noticed that a little bit. Yeah, like uh, at one point he saw his mom reflected in like a glass or something and he was just like, mom! And then immediately afterwards, uh, they're just like, whoa, what? Like, who was that? And he was like, oh, I don't really know. Someone I used to know or something. And it just makes you wonder if all of these kids are in comas. Do you think that's a way coma of land. saying that he's getting but like then, brain damage? Oh, I hope not. Oh, man. But I mean, in a coma... That's what happens. Yeah. Like, he's been in a coma for a long time, like a month. And a month-long coma is going to fuck you up. Right. Like, you're going to have physical problems and brain damage because your brain's just been shut off for so long. And then, of course, at the very end, there's that shot where we get a picture of a girl who's being wheeled into the room, also in a coma, and she's a girl from the dream world. But then, of course, we have Donna and Keith are also in this dream world, but are they just, like, something that happened as soon as Jay entered? He just, like, created huh. a bunch of new people, and or then they... also other coma patients are in this world? What if it's that Jay's world is so much more stronger than theirs, that his oh. becomes the basis for the whole dream world? Eh, it's... But then the we girl don't know. is definitely in a coma, and so that oh, makes yeah. me think that there is kind of this, like, I don't know, what, is he supposed to be in, like, purgatory, or, like, some kind of weird... Half a whole death. new place for only children. Only children are there. But then it makes you wonder if maybe his dad is somewhere comatose or um like hurt and can't come back. But then it would have been for like five years at least. And so yeah, there are a lot of thoughts and questions that get raised by this show. It's really well crafted. I was sort of like surprised by it. <laughs> and me and Abby yep. can't find anything to gripe about. So we're just kind of like, I guess we'll just tell about the plot and the characters because people should and go talk watch about it. all the parts that we liked and all the parts that made us, you know, yeah. think about There are stuff. no parts that we didn't like. So we can't be like, oh, and there was like, to contrast with Josh Kirby, there was no prism in this show. <laughs> there wasn't a part where we could just turn to each other and be like, fuck, <laughs> why? Yeah, I don't There know. are a few lessons taught as well. Wear a life jacket. Good show. Yeah, wear a life jacket. Brad, the dictator, as we meet him, is just like, ah, yes, the vest of power is how I have my power or something. Or it's how he goes between dimensions. And it's a life jacket, which is a <laughs> reference to how Jay's father may have died, which was falling off the boat, and they like couldn't find his life jacket or him at all. It was just... <laughs> I know the life jacket floated ashore in the dream world 
from the no. lighthouse. In yeah, like it's what what is this show supposed to be doing? So we've got this life jacket that's like this talisman, and then we've also got this telescope that's also a talisman. It's just all stuff that is connected to Brad, which is definitely something that seems like Jay is making it up. Like he desperately wants his father to actually still be alive somewhere or something because like they never found a body. But if if he had actually seen his father drown, then of course he would have a huge like like a fixation on a life jacket. Basically, it makes sense that that would be a thing. So they're making the argument um, that it's all in Jay's head. Possibly. And of course, when Jay puts on the life jacket, he can sort of transport to some other place that is also still not the real world. Then when other kids put on the life jacket, like this other kid puts on the life jacket and doesn't teleport anywhere. But then maybe if Medea, who was the other girl in a coma, had put it on, she would have been transported. Alpha and Flash would, of course, not, because maybe they were other kids who were brought there just in the head of a kid who was in a coma. So maybe Medea also brought other people with her. I feel like there should Weird. be a wiki for this. I mean, it's just too many things to keep track of. <laughs> As you can tell from our very confused yeah, positing. Like bewildered, but also it's very intriguing. Like, it feels like there's something underneath it all that is consistent. Like, we're not, we don't feel like we're watching something that's just random. Like, we feel like we're watching something. It's like something that is very complex, but very, like, fits together very well. Yeah, like, not like other kids' shows where they'll just, like, change the, all the characters and all the plot in the middle and, like, just be like, kids will notice, they don't care. Yeah. This feels this like one was has. definitely going somewhere. It knew what it was doing the whole time. It was yeah. cut off before its time. No. So we will literally never know how this series was supposed to end. Dang. It's kind of tragic, actually. It is. I wonder what season three is like. I can kind of guess season two, but then again, maybe I can't, because I thought I knew what the series was going to be like when I started it, and I did not. Yeah. Um, it's all so, on YouTube, um, so you can feel free to just go on YouTube and type in Odyssey Show, and it will pop up, and you can watch the entire thing. And I think it's, like, endlessly entertaining. Yep. It's a little grainy. Uh, if you're okay with pixelated faces, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be a common thing in kid shows to have this post-apocalyptic society of all kids. Yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like that's mostly from adults wanting to teach kids that having adults around is good. Like, looking back as a kid, and you're like, yeah, I didn't want any rules. It was going to be great with us, just us kids. And then as an adult, you can look back and be like, no, it would have sucked. It would have been terrible. Uh, I wouldn't have known how to take care of myself. I barely know how to take care of myself now. So then they write these things for kids. That's like wish fulfillment, but also teaching them a lesson about rules and following them. Yeah, maybe so. But then I also sort of feel like there are just so many. Like, it's not even the recent rash of new ones. Like, it's not even, like, the Hunger Games and everything. It's, like, The Giver. And, like, there are a bunch of them where, like, kids' books often take place. And maybe it's that they're trying to simplify their society down to something that they think kids can understand, which often ends up being, like, the worst thing. Like, if you're in yeah. a bad society, it's never a bad society that has flaws but is, like, working out the flaws. You're never in a society that's mostly good but then has, like, one or two bad parts. You're either in one this one kind of was bad well the thing is that it's gotten taken over by an evil guy so before Uh, i get the feeling like it was supposed to be this sort of paradise and then once the evil guy takes it over it turns bad and like well he wasn't even very evil he was was just just kind of part of the tower so he was like an elitist and you know just didn't care about other people so i guess he was is so much like the hunger games did you notice that that like the well it has children no, 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 it's the, the tower <laughs> itself. So, like, the society is oh, basically, yeah. like, haves like, and have-nots. The, uh, the capital. Yeah, the capital is just like the tower. 
So, and then they, like, tax other people and ask the garden club for all their vegetables and stuff. Yeah, like, the, they have districts. They have, like, different clubs that do different stuff. Honestly, yeah. I think the Hunger Games plagiarized this. Am I allowed to say that <gasps> on the internet? Um, Is that, like, libel or something? It's a great theory, Maddie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go out there and say that uh, Suzanne Collins got the idea for the Hunger Games from the Odyssey. I'm going to say this old ass kid show that is only kind of like the Hunger Games. <laughs> yep, definitely. 100% you're correct. Let's Thank you. call some lawyers right now. Thank you for supporting me. That's sisterly of you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a very popular thing because it's very easy. It is easy. Like it's an so easy thing. So that's probably to a bigger part of it where it's just like, ah, what if society collapsed and this thing? Cuz then you can just kind of rewrite the whole world. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Though I mean, we also have those. Like we have like the Babysitters Club and Sweet Valley oh, yeah, for High sure. and those are all girls books. I'm sure there were boys versions. Are there boys versions where like it's not a particularly exciting thing? Oh my god, just, no, like... I don't think I don't think there are that many. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sexism in action. Or Girls something. are supposed to live in the real world where it's boring and they have to be babysitters and take care of babies because that's the only thing that women are ever good at. Or fighting in the Hunger Games. We're good at yeah. that too. Right. Well, Hunger Games is new, so, you know. But I guess, different. like, yeah, also like, girls can be involved in the worlds of, like, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff and whatever, but I very rarely have seen any kind of, I guess there's the Hardy Boys. Oh, yeah. But, but that, then, I mean, we also have a girls version of that. They're still investigating, like, murders and stuff, which is, like, how many groups of teenage boys do you know who investigate murders? Like, no. <laughs> you solve the mystery of, uh, the haunted locker. Or whatever. Or the talking parrot. Wasn't that one? I Fear. feel like they talked to a parrot to solve a mystery one time. I never read these mystery books. Our brother read them. We should get him on this. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he read them all, all right. remember? We'll have was... him as a guest one time. Then yeah, we can we have all three of the siblings. Oh, Howard Hour. Part of me thinks, like, there's this element of this show, there's this horrible totalitarian dictatorship that's having, like, people burn books, putting people in camps, and basically threatening them with ethnic cleansing, <laughs> but there's no, like... Well, that fake when... ethnic cleansing, because they were actually just white people. Right, they were just white people, but they were clearly supposed to be, like, outcasts, like, people with no club, right? Oh, yeah, clubless. Yeah, they were clubless, and so... <laughs> There's this part where this group of clubless kids basically gets threatened by the evil SS of this world that they're going to, they like, They wanted to chase them. them into the ocean. And drown them. And so there was kind of yeah. this thing of just like, wait, what's happening? Like, every once in a while with the show, I would step back and be like, oh my god. And I think kids don't get that feeling because they don't have the context to understand burning as a symbol. Like, book burning is this symbol oh. of, like, we are against education. Like, we don't want our people to learn. We don't want them to read books. And we know we have this cultural context as, like, people who are a little older have taken some history classes. We know what book burning, like, signifies. And so, like, having a kid's show use it this is a real world thing. And then seeing it in a kid's show is just kind of like chilling, right? I don't think kids would even know. Yeah, which is why on. all of these post-apocalyptic societies, like we find them horrifying and we're like, kids shouldn't look at this stuff. Like it's. I wonder if this show was originally pitched as not really for kids. I wonder if it was originally pitched as like some kind of weird show where it happened to be about kids, but was not really for kids. Lord of the Flies is not quite for kids either. Yeah, I could kind of even see this almost as a show with adults in it. Yeah, it would be shitty with adults, though. It would basically be Mad Max. It would be just a ripoff of Mad Max. Luckily, it's not, because there's children, so it's totally different. Like, TV is not a place to have something that is about kids, but not for kids. 
It's really difficult to hit that sweet spot. As somebody who writes a comic that is kids in it, but is also gory as hell. Right. Or, but we have things like that now, like arguably the Hunger Games. I keep coming oh, back yeah, to that. Truth, but the Hunger truth. Games is like, it has kids in it. But well, that's young adult. That shit. Young adult is different. I guess. I mean, it- because for one thing, a lot of women of mo- like many ages enjoy young adult fiction. Well, I don't know which came first. Uh, people thinking young adult novels were not real novels or women writing a lot of books that happened to be for a young adult audience. Yeah. But I feel like it's significant, and that is why I like young adult literature, because I can go there and not be an object. So yeah, I think this does bear a lot of resemblance to The Hunger Games, too, in that The Hunger Games also deals with things that are really intense, like revolutions, mass murdering, like, you know, children being forced to rip each other apart. Like, that kind of stuff is sort of doesn't seem like it's a theme that's for kids, but I think it actually is because the kids don't feel it. Like, the kids don't look at the book burning and think the thoughts that adults think. It's something that kids can watch, but adults can also enjoy. But then adults also, as they're watching it, I get the feeling like you'd think, oh my god, this is totally inappropriate. So if I had a daughter and I sat her down to watch this with me, I would want to have a long conversation afterwards. Yeah, that would be like, good. But I would, if I were a mom, I would make my kids sit through all kinds of dumb bullshit. What would you make your kids sit through? Uh, horror movies? I'd be like, hey kids, uh, this is what I started on, so we're gonna watch all these horror movies. Which horror movies? Uh, I would probably start them on, um, black and white ones with Vincent Price in them, because those ones used to scare me as a kid, so uh-huh. I'd be like, alright kid, we're gonna start you on the Bambi shit, as in House <laughs> on Haunted Hill, and 13 Ghosts, the old one. Then we're gonna ramp up to other stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When you're going you're to the ch- when are you gonna go to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. It didn't really scare me much as a kid, so it terrified me. I was so scared of that shit. Well, see, a child that I created would be a tinier version of me, right? So, <laughs> so they'd be fine with it. I mean, I feel like yeah, you watched that when you were like eight or ten. And I remember being mostly scared because the film quality was so poor. Oh thought, yeah, that was the scary part. Because <laughs> I thought it was real. I think that's why. Like, somehow the, like, whole shaky cam It did seem much me. more real, which is how it scared a lot of audiences to begin with, was that it seemed so real. And the, the pacing was very strange. But once right. they actually got to, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part of it, I was like, huh, sure. Yeah, but, like, like, the house full of bones. At first, I was just like, ah. But nowadays, I'm just like, that's my house in the future. So <laughs> Yeah, there's something my not kids really will be used to it. actually that scary about someone chasing you with a chainsaw. Like, there's something very well, straightforward. Well, in real life. Like, I guess in real life it would be scary, but the thing is, you know what you're dealing with. Someone is chasing you with a chainsaw. You run away. Like, that's the transaction. Yeah. yeah like, at least you know, like, this guy really wants to eat me and wear my skin, basically. Yep. Hey, I know where we stand, yeah. guy. But, like, something that's just Why really are we... creepy. What? How did we get on this? Well, we're talking about it because children themes seem oh, yeah. so much more intense than adult themes sometimes. Adults, they tend to be like, blood is scary, so don't let kids see blood. But then the theme of the movie is just like, whatever, who cares? A guy is chasing you with a knife. Right. Like, fine. Or like, oh my god, there's a ghost. You call an exorcist, you're fine. Yeah. And I guess but, it's um, sort of interesting that, like, this show implies a lot of really scary shit. Like, people are getting killed, basically. Or, like, they're implying that the monitors, who are, like, the SS, they're so much like the SS. Down to the uniforms. Yeah, are, like, killing people. Like, they're jackbooted. They're really scary. They have scary haircuts. Like, they're scary dudes. Oh, man. The court? Like, the court that they have? Oh, my God. I mean, we don't have to tell you how ridiculous it is. Yeah, like, their justice system is just kids being like, do you believe this guy? I don't know. Do you believe this guy? Like, yep. 
And so looking at that, like, as an adult, you're horrified. As a kid, you're like, yeah, that's me and my friends. At least there's nothing magic in it. I liked that a lot. It was just, like, real stuff. I enjoyed that. So what's your takeaway from this, Abby? Like, what's your high and what's your low? Oh, man. Well, my high is the... (laughs) There's so much. There's so many good things in it. I really just enjoyed a lot of it. I liked watching this series. <laughs> like with Josh Kirby, if I watched it for too long, it it was painful. But um, with this one, it was just kind of fun. What about your low? What's your low? I didn't like... My low, I think, was that uh, they went on another journey at the end. I wanted to know immediately what the deal was with Brad. So how dare they continue the plot? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, ambiguity in the end about what was real and what they were doing. But it could have been that they were going to end it at season one and then got another season. So they were like, well, okay, let's switch some stuff up because that happens in TV. Yeah, you know what? It kind of feels that way because he does does have the chance to go home and then he doesn't understand it. I think that scene was probably my low emotionally. Oh, yeah, for sure. It hurt. It hurt to see that scene. he just didn't know what was happening. He he puts on... He puts on the vest of power, which is the life vest, and is teleported to a lighthouse somewhere. And he sees the doctor who is taking care of him. And the doctor is like, come back. And he's like, oh, my God, who are you? I don't trust you. I'm out of here. Is Brad really his dad? Is all of this just made up? Everything is always It's it's a sad place. But yeah, but my high was probably uh, Alpha and the librarians. Like, they were so cute. And they, like, fought by spelling really well at each other. And I think everything in society would be better if we just, like, resolved all of our disputes with spelling. I think that would be great. I would win. Did I ever tell you that I'm a spelling bee champion, Abby? (laughs) Yeah, whatever, Maddie. I went out on the first round on Tunnel, so fuck (laughs) off. Yeah, I get it, Maddie. You're better than me, and somebody tweeted at me that they like you more. Oh, yes. I am taking over Abby's life. Uh, They said, sorry, Abby, but your sister is more interesting and funny than you in every way. And now I hate myself and I'll never be the same. Is that actually what they said in the tweet? Dude, yeah, that's basically. mean. Abby is my favorite. It was. It was mean. It was totally just meant as a jab. Just because you always used to be so much better than me. Everybody always said I was Maddie's little sister and they didn't Abby, even care Abby, what my Abby, name was Abby, because you were so Abby, cool and awesome. Great Abby, whatever. you are so cool and you're my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> Too late. It's, it's all gone fun. now. You've taken over All my of life. the fame. Your I'm castle is crumbling again. around you. <laughs> okay. So would you recommend this show to people with children? What about oh, people certainly. without children? Uh, in fact, pr- possibly more so, because I don't know if a kid would sit through that nowadays. Yeah, I don't know if kids would actually like it. I mean, I'd be interested to see if they would. Because the quality yeah. is bad. Um, yeah, so next time we have another show already lined up. My boyfriend remembers a movie from his youth called Adventures in Dinosaur City, which promises to be I am very delightful. excited. Uh, me and Abby are very excited. I have a thing about what, dinosaurs. Sorry? I enjoy dinosaurs very much, so I'm looking forward I don't know to this. How and it looks so the bad. Dinosaurs are going to be <laughs> Don't they're dinosaur people, so you know I'm allowing some uh some They seem to coexist with cavemen. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? Fine, sure. I'll allow it. I'll have a lot of words to say, probably. (laughs) And if you would like to follow along and perhaps watch Adventures in Dinosaur City while we do next week, before the next podcast is released, then you'll know what we're talking about. But then you also have to suffer. So, um, you know, 
It's okay if you don't want to suffer with us. Suffer with us. It'll be fun. We'll all suffer together. And thank you, everyone, for sending me all these recommendations. It was so nice of you. And if you would like to send any more recommendations, send them to abby.howard.art at gmail.com, spelled A-B-B-Y. I have enjoyed all of your suggestions, and they're all in the queue, I think, unless they're very popular. Awesome. Right. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Abby, will you be so kind as to play us out? I love you all. Here is goodbye. (laughs) 